Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. And welcome back to another episode of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Joe will be with us shortly. He is wrapping up an interview on another network. So he'll be with us as soon as that is over. And when that happens, we'll be talking about Eric Coomer. He has a bunch of images he wants to use. Um, He hasn't sent them to us yet, so it's going to be a little bit um, chaotic getting them up. But he says he has a lot of images he wants to show. Something happened to Joe over the weekend that he wants to talk about. Um, it's not a good thing. It's 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 a it's a scary thing. So we'll get to that. Um, but until we do, we're gonna. Tr- I'm gonna vamp a little bit. That's what you call it in the business when you vamp and you talk about other things while we wait for him to show up. Um, I'm not gonna just start talking about Eric Coomer on my own because I currently am not the subject of a defamation lawsuit. And if I just start flying by the seat of my pants, I may become one. So we will wait for Joe to get here to discuss it. But until that happens. Let, let, let's talk about another, a couple other funny things. Let, let's see if we can spend a couple minutes talking about funny things before we get into um, alleged election interference. So let, let's go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This was funny. Funny news today that Kamala Harris will chair the National Space, Space Council. And here's the response from Ted Cruz. She heard there was a crisis of millions of aliens coming illegally. Yeah, apparently Kamala Harris got the wrong aliens. She's confusing the aliens. She's supposed to be worried about illegal aliens at the U.S.-Mexico border, but instead she's going to be prioritizing her her work on the Space Council, dealing with extraterrestrial aliens, E.T., phone home. Um, that, that made me chuckle. Um, another one, this one today. You see this? The BLM activist who sat on the Chauvin jury claimed to the judge that he could be impartial, but now he's doing interviews telling everyone to go and get on jury so they can spark change. And we do have a clip. We will play that clip um, while we wait for Joe to arrive. But before we do that, um, we have to read an ad spot. And uh, I want to make sure I get it. Don't want to say the wrong thing. Today's podcast, we have a couple of sponsors today. But the first sponsor for today's podcast is How to Run for Office as a Christian Conservative. Josh, I'm trying to find it. I can't find the email from you at all. Um, n- nothing showing up. Where did you send that to me? Here we. One second. This is. Oh, here I, I found it. Okay, so how to run for office as a Christian conservative? Sorry, a little chaotic today. We were supposed to be talking about something else, and Joe isn't here yet. Would you like to run for local office if you only knew how to do it, or would you like to help other Christian conservatives campaign and win, and then serve in office, all while staying true to your biblical values and beliefs? Well, America needs bold, committed Christian conservatives to run for political office, as well as a whole local support system of Christian conservatives, campaign directors and managers, pastors, and regular citizens like us. We must work together in glorifying God through government in service of our nation for such a time as this. You're going to want to make sure you join us this Wednesday. Our special guest is going to be former U.S. Congressman Bill Redmond, and he's going to be talking to us about this push to get more Christian conservatives to run for office through that organization how to run for office. 
So again, that's going to be this Wednesday. Make sure you tune in. We'll be talking about how to run for office as a Christian conservative here on the Conservative Daily Podcast. Okay, so we talked about this guy, this activist, who has decided that he's just going to open up the whole case for a potential um, for a potential no uh, re- appeal. It's actually pretty crazy what he's admitting. I mean, look, go back to my screen, Mr. Producer. He he told the judge that he he knew a little bit about George Floyd, but not a ton. And here's a picture of him wearing a T-shirt that says "Your knee off our necks, BLM." He's a BLM activist, and he said, "Oh, I, I know a little bit about George Floyd. I, I know a little bit. I'm I've I, I have cursory knowledge." No, this was an activist on the jury, and now he's telling other people to get on juries. I guess do what he did, sneak on a jury, lie about how much you actually know about a case so that you can then reach a verdict that you want. I mean, it's really hard to say that you are biased when you are out wearing a t-shirt talking about knees on necks. It's really hard to say that you are unbiased or impartial. So that that was stunning to me. And I'm sure Joe's going to want to talk about that as when he gets on as well. But this also, you, you want to have something that, that warms your soul, that warms my soul, warm my heart this weekend. Mitt Romney went up to give a speech and he got booed. He got completely booed. So as we wait for Joe to show up, let's play this cut three of Romney getting booed. So what do you think about President Biden's first 100 days? Now, you know me as a person who, uh, who says what he thinks, and I don't hide the fact that I wasn't a fan of our last president's character issues. And I'm also no fan. Aren't you embarrassed? And I'm also no fan of the president's. He says, aren't you embarrassed? No, you should be embarrassed, sir, because you think that you still have a career and a future in the Republican Party. So that was in Utah. Most people I've met from Utah are incredibly nice. They are very nice, very cordial. It takes a lot to get people from Utah angry to the point where they will boo someone like this. And I get it. Not every, what would be Utah? Not every Utah is is like that. Um, But generally... They tend to be nice people. For that to be the response that Romney got, amazing. It warms my heart. It really does. It really, really does. So, you know what also warms my heart? That Susan Collins went out there, and she's trying to take Romney's side. Well, guess what, Susan? You're next. Here's Susan Collins on CNN saying that she's appalled. And and Susan Collins always looks like she's about to cry. And no matter what she says, it always looks like she's about to cry, sounds like she's about to cry. Let's watch her come to Romney's aid and defense. Let's play cut number four. Let's turn to the state of the Republican Party. Your fellow Republican Senator Mitt Romney, who I believe is a friend of yours, he he was booed by delegates at the Utah Republican Convention yesterday. What was your reaction when you saw that clip of him being booed and the close vote to censure him? 
I was appalled. Mitt Romney appalled. is an outstanding senator who serves his state and our country well. We Republicans need to remember that we are united by fundamental principles such as a belief in personal responsibility, individual freedom, opportunity, free markets, a strong national defense. Those are the principles that unite us. We are not a party uh, that is led by just one person. There are many uh, prominent, upcoming, younger men and women in our party who hold great promise for leading us. And I think that all of us who abide by those uh, principles should remember uh, Ronald Reagan's uh, admonition to Republicans that the person who agrees with you 70 or 80 percent of the time is your friend, not your enemy. And yet, if you look at what's going let's on in the House among Republicans, so, I mean, some are let's cut it. That's true. If someone agrees with you most of the time, they are mostly your friend, not some your enemy. That's that's absolutely true. But Mitt Romney is not mostly a, a conservative. He's not mostly our friend. He is as, as anti-conservative as you get nowadays. And Susan Collins, I don't know if she has a medical condition. If she does, it makes sense. But she, it always sounds like whatever she said, she just found out her dog died and she's about to just break into tears at any moment. No, he's a, he's a, she's appalled. She was appalled that Mitt Romney was booed. Saying that he, he represents the people of a state better than any other senator. Well, obviously, he doesn't. That was at a GOP, I believe a state GOP meeting. So if you walk into that meeting and you get booed like that, you don't get to turn around and say that you are a great representative of your state because obviously they don't support you. But Susan Collins, she uh, she's next. Well, not really. She's she has six years for that. Um, but it's, we're coming for her too, not violently through the electoral figuratively, process. Figuratively, 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 purely figuratively, purely figuratively. So as we wait for Joe to arrive, there was also this Cid, Cindy McCain on CNN condemning the Arizona audit. It always makes me laugh because the people who claim that the election was the most secure in history are the ones angriest about the forensic audit. Listen, it's already paid for. Let it run its course. And if they find nothing, then you're vindicated. Then yes, it was the most secure election in history. But again, methinks. They doth protest too much. Let's play this. This is Cindy McCain on CNN Cut 5. So let me ask you Thank just you. about you. this bizarre episode going on in your home state six months after the election. Republicans <laughs> in Arizona doing something. It's just downright bizarre. They brought in a guy who's an election liar to lead an audit of ballots from Maricopa County. Even though the election board there is led by Republicans, they're using ultraviolet light and other methods to examine ballots looking for evidence of voter fraud. Obviously, the same lie that fueled the January 6th attack on the Capitol. What do you make of all this? Is the Arizona Republican Party undermining democracy? Oh, I, listen, the whole thing is ludicrous. Quite frankly, it's ludicrous. Um, and this also comes from a state party in Arizona that refused to be audited themselves on votes that were cast within their own party communications. So, uh, you know, it, it's it, the election is over. Biden won. I know many of them don't like the outcome, but, you know, elections have consequences. And so I, I you know, this does not surprise me. Uh, you know, the, things are just aloof and crazy out there right now with regards to the election. 
quite a contrast. So this is this is what gets me, and, and I definitely want Joe to respond to this when he arrives. What gets me is that before the election, the courts would not let you sue to block election law changes because they said you have not been harmed yet, so you cannot prove a harm, so there's no suit. After the election, they said that you had waited too long to bring suit, right? Latches. They said, oh, latches, you waited too long. You should have done it earlier. As if there's some kind of Goldilocks zone in the middle where it was not too hot, not too cold, just right that we all missed. It's like it's actually like a 30-minute window. A lot of people don't know that. Um, but here we hear Cindy McCain saying, oh, well, elections have consequences. The election's over. Yes, Joe Biden has been inaugurated. So why are you so afraid of shining some black lights and UV lights on a ballot, on a bunch of ballots, right? If this truly is a waste of time, then then let let them let it run its course, and then you will be vindicated. You'll be able to go and say, "Yes, see, told you so." I, I keep saying it. She doth protest too much. Like, oh, it, it's it's stunning. It really is. And <laughs> how they say it's a lie, it's a falsehood, falsehood, falsehood. I don't know how they know that. The, the whole purpose of the audit is to test these theories, right? To see whether or not there were fake ballots inserted, to see whether or not the signatures matched, to see whether or not um, different ink was used. That's, that's part of this whole process. So the fact that they are going so hard in the paint against this and they're and they fighting so hard against this, trying to discredit it before any results have even been announced, it shows that they're, they're worried. And if you have the most secure election in American history, there's not a whole lot of reasons to be worried about it. That's just my opinion. So, Josh, do we know how far out Joe is? Uh, he's uh, about to get into the seat right now. Give me about three more minutes. He just walked in okay. smiling at me. Okay, so while we're waiting for that, I want you to see what your taxpayers are paying, tax dollars are paying for. This is a new promo that the CIA put out. Starting to go viral. Mr. Producer, while we're getting Joe all set up in the seat, let's go ahead and play cut number six. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. I am a walking declaration, a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in, and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent, and sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons, and I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, 
But at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth. Command your space. So that is an actual CIA promotional video where they have someone out there bragging about how they are an intersectional cisgender millennial diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Guys, I, I was laughing the entire time we're playing that. We are so screwed as a country. If this is what the CIA is now, I mean, the CIA used to strike fear around the globe that you were afraid of the CIA. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I can't imagine most people you said being was... afraid of the intersectional cisgender millennials who are diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. So you just said that's the CIA? That, that That's what we have for people yeah, yeah. who are in the CIA now. This this is, um, woo. Yeah. It's kind of weird, Max, because I, I don't even know what to end up saying to this because <laughs> what what do I care about whether she's a, they are a, what do I even say there? Cisgendered or whatnot. I, I just need them to, to gather intel, right? I need them to do the things that the CIA does. What? How is the story important? I mean, I'm glad for them, but I don't understand uh, this. I don't. Do, uh, you maybe, need to clarify this maybe for me she and can. the rest of the listeners. Maybe she can do her job with generalized anxiety disorder. Maybe she can. But usually that comes up as a red flag during the hiring process because you don't want CIA officers running around with anxiety disorders. Generally I mean, it's, it's hard enough with the job. You're always looking over your shoulder because, yes, there are other spies trying to kill you if you're out in the field, right? But you're always worried about, about counterintelligence going against you. I cannot imagine doing that job with generalized anxiety disorder. There'd be, there'd be enemies everywhere. Now, maybe she can do it. Maybe she can do it fine. But I'll tell you who loves this. China and Russia love this. They love the idea that this is what the CIA has become. And yes, that was a taxpayer-funded promo video. Josh, how are we looking with, with Joe? Uh, he's just looking for one of the pieces to get set up here. You know how Joe is. He, he's always gotcha. got that one last little piece here, and he just stepped out for that moment. So until then, I was just wanted to go back to that, that CIA thing, because isn't that job really, really high stress? I mean, very high stress? Yes, it is. It and is. You know what also you know what also is a high stress job? What? Being a helicopter pilot in the United yes, States military. Absolutely. And is. we and we have new we have news just this week. Go ahead, let's put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Wow. History oh. has apparently been made on on Friday Fantastic. with the first ever all gay US Navy helicopter crew. First of all, why is that even a thing? I don't care if my helicopter pilot is gay. I don't care. As don't long care as either. that helicopter pilot right. can reach A A to B in a safe manner. That's great. But this doesn't happen by accident, right? You don't just randomly get an all-gay helicopter crew just by happenstance. It doesn't happen. This was made. This was a made-for-TV moment. Like, look how woke we are. 
listen, we are far past we are far past a meritocracy here. And I'm sure that these are all good people. I'm sure that they can all do the job. But anytime your sexual orientation becomes even a fraction of the decision-making process on whether or not you have a position or not, I have a problem with that because that is what the left claims to be against. Joe reads it all the time. Martin Luther King, you, you judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. We see this. They're not judging you by how nice of a person you are, by your qualifications. You get hired because they want an all-gay helicopter crew, or you get hired because you identify as a cisgender, <laughs> cisgender, uh, whatever she said she was. What did she say she was? Um, intersectional something. cisgender yeah. millennia. Intersectional cisgender millennial diagnosed with general anxiety, generalized anxiety disorder. Do you, do you feel that like is the worst kind of, of racism, sexism, whatever you want to call it, ableism, when you actually get the job and are featured in a promo video because of your protected class. That's the worst kind. Do you feel like this is just a made for picture moment? I mean, otherwise, why would they, they put this out there? I mean, there, there's there's no other reason for it because we all know it doesn't matter your background or whatnot. If you're a good soldier, you, you do a great pilot. Your skills are what shine. But this just has like like written all over it made for pictures. Yeah. It's just it, it's just propaganda. I, I mean, can I say that? Well, that's the whole thing. Like propaganda? Like, like my whole thing was like. I was literally, don't ask, don't tell. I don't care. I don't care if you are serving in uniform and you have a different different sexual preference. I don't care. I don't think people should have ever been kicked out because they're gay. Um, I, I I don't think we should. Well, who's that guy from Mash Corporal Klinger? I don't. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it, just, it, it became yeah. a joke. It became a joke in in the army that when you really want to get out, you pretend to be gay and they'd be like, "Oh, stop it! You're just pulling a Corporal Klinger," and they'd force you to stay. Right? No one cares. What we care about is when it gets shoved down our throats. What we care about is when it gets forced, pushed into the fore, where <laughs> we're, oh yeah, we're celebrating all gay helicopter crew. I don't think, uh, first of all, it shouldn't happen. I also don't think that's fair to them because you know what's going to happen the first time they get into a helicopter crash? People are going to say it's because they, it was an all gay crew, which isn't fair. Helicopters crash routinely, not like all the time, but there are helicopter crashes. It happens. There are things that happen beyond their control. I mean, imagine the heat that they're going to get now that their photos have been plastered everywhere. If they do anything wrong, they make any mistake, they crash the, the vehicle. No, it's there's something wrong with this. Now, there's a lot wrong with this. That is for sure. I just I can't believe we, it, we didn't get here. We <laughs> Todd and D Live says, I guarantee that this is not the first all gay crew of anything in the Navy. It's <laughs> funny, Todd. <laughs> um, we didn't get here just since January, since Biden was inaugurated. This has been lingering un under the surface for years. You don't get to this point that quickly. It's not possible. It's not possible to get to this point just in Biden's term. This has been lingering under the surface. And we would have had this a long time ago if it wasn't for Trump. Not that he was anti-gay. He wasn't at all. But he was anti-identity politics. Like identity shouldn't have any role in the military whatsoever, right? You're you're not you don't join the military to to express yourself. You don't you don't do that. You're not supposed to be an individual. You're supposed to be a unit. You're supposed to work cohesively in harmony with one another. The minute it becomes about you and about your identity and your sexual preference, it it distracts from the whole mission. I don't know. This this is a. Uh, this is this is this is 
I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm stunned. How, how do we get here? How do we get back from here? How, how do we get away from this? How do we stop this? Well, can you stop it? There's a genie already out of the bottle. Um, Sheridan on DLive caught my little double entendre. Good job, Sheridan. Good job. Uh, so where are we at on Joe? Josh? Close by? He's in the seat one second. We got to get a bell on Joe or something. We got to get a cowbell or like one of those little bells so we can tell when he's walking down the hallway so we know when he's coming. Got to get a bell, a low jack. One of those low jacks that they give babies in the uh, in <laughs> in the hospital. They attach it to their umbilical cord so that they know if you've left the building with them. We need to get Joe one of those. Here he is. Hey. Here he is. The man, I'm, the myth, the legend. I'm I'm really sorry that I'm late. I apologize for being late. I was on a broadcast with 56, um, uh, 56 uh, Christian radio stations with Brandon uh, House of uh, Frank Speech. So pretty interesting conversations that I was having with um, with them as well, talking about what happened this weekend. So we probably should start with that, right? Should we start with that? We should. Yeah. But before we do, I, I don't think I'll be able to get another chance to do this once we start going down, because we're going to be talking about a lot of serious stuff. I want to yeah. get your reaction to something okay. before we dive into this, because I'm genuinely interested in what your initial response is to this. So this is a video made to support vaccination. Mr. Producer, let's just uh, play cut number one. Hiya, Pfizer. Hi, Ben. You got any extra shots? Sure, Ben. <laughs> Sleeves up. I'm a Pfizer girl in a COVID world. I'm the classic mRNA-tastic 95%. There's no argument. Got no contagion with my vaccination. Come on, Pfizer, let's go party. to do this again for my second shot oh i love you ben <laughs> what's your takeaway joe my my takeaway is it's an awesome 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 video yeah it is uh there's another one that i want to send to you i was trying to find it on the while you were playing it but it was uh it was oh, i got that one too i have that one. Oh, do you I have the other one yeah, the other one. Yeah. Oh, so, it's so good. Yeah, so before we play that, before we play Moderna? that, anytime, anytime <laughs> you play, you do a, a cover, and you have to say it's so exciting to get people to get the vaccination. You know, you're fighting a losing battle. But yeah, if you like that one, this one's a little bit better. Let's play cut two. Yeah, I want that herd immunity. I'm pulling on my sleeve. I'm signing up on the side. We'll party as a nation when we get immunization, maybe by the 4th of July. Hugging on my mind, giving you high fives, getting close to normal life. I'm feeling like I need a little antibody boost to inoculate me at the perfect time. It's Pfizer, Moderna, baby, my J&J. &J. I'm vaccinated, the way I feel is liberating. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you, first shot, next shot. Unbelievable. 
I am, I am fascinated by how cringy this is. I could watch that a hundred times, and the I, I love the cringe. I, I it's just so cringy, the whole thing. And this is propaganda. This is getting paid yeah. for. Don't think that she's doing this for free. This is propaganda, without a doubt. You know that when this is what they have to do to try and increase the vaccination numbers, you know that it's not going very well for them. They probably would do better just to, I don't know, let people get back to their lives. If you're well, vaccinated, and, and treat way, it as a vaccine. You, if you don't get the vaccine, I want, I want to be really clear. If you don't get the vaccine, who are you actually hurting? I mean, if people get the vaccine, then the people that get the vaccine, they're protected. So the people that don't get the vaccine, why are they so worried about the people that don't get the vaccine? Why? I mean, if it, if you know. get the vaccine and you decide to get the vaccine, then God bless you. But why are you worried about the people that don't get the vaccine? Because you want to force something onto someone else. I, look, I, look, you get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. You get to make a choice. See, that's the thing about this country is it's a country of choices. Yeah. So to, <laughs> people, so to, people in the comment section saying, don't you dare ever play that again yeah i just don't sent you another one. do it don't you make me hey, do it again. so i just sent you another one josh i had to text it to you i texted it to you and and max it's really funny it's five years after the vaccine is what it's called for those of you who haven't seen it it is super super funny it was on tiktok do you see it i, I might have i probably i probably did I, I didn't see it from you i don't i check my phone once we get josh on, can you push that can you get that. that up there queued up okay josh is going to try and queue it up it's really really funny <laughs> It's the, it's the, it just makes, it makes fun of what the, what we don't know the after effects are going to be. Maybe there aren't none. Maybe there aren't any, excuse me. Maybe there aren't any, but maybe there are. And so maybe there, there ain't none. Ain't, maybe there ain't none. Well, I mean, yeah. the English language doesn't mean anything anymore. They're more concerned about uh, gender fluidity and, and uh, um, critical race uh, propaganda. All right. So, so I want to Josh, so, do you need a couple minutes? Because we're going to get into this with Joe, Eric Coomer, what happened to him over the weekend, which you sent me pictures. I was shocked. I didn't know how I, I was like, oh, and it, it, it made me a little nervous. Um, we're going to get to that in a second. Josh is queuing up that video. This is a great time. We do have another sponsor that I have to read, but this is an important one. We've been talking about this on the show for the past week that we were going to have this sponsor. And it is uh, it's a big it's Air Med Care Network. Air Med Care Network. Now, Joe, we're not going to name any names, but we know someone who just got into an accident. Um, outside recreational activity, yeah. biking, a very serious accident. We won't say any names. Yeah. Yeah. This, he actually, this sponsor. He, he, he sheared his arm, um, has an air pocket on his lung, lacerated his kidney and his liver. And he was in Hawaii, right, when yeah. it happened. So it was at the last two days of his of his trip. And uh, really, really, really tragic deal. So he's got to stay there another ten to fourteen days. Um, now, now, normally I'd say stay, stay in. in uh, yeah. If you're if you're going to stay anywhere, Hawaii is a good place to stay. But having to deal with what he's having to deal with right now is not necessarily. I don't care where you are. It's not. It's not fun. So this this sponsor, I, I don't know if it would have changed his situation at all, but it is very topical. Because Air Med Care Network, what it is, it's a type of insurance that you can buy for your whole family as low as $85 a year. It covers your entire household for air medical transport. If you're ever injured when you're out in the wilderness, mountain biking, hiking, off-roading in your Jeep, or if you just live really remote, you live in a cabin that is just off the grid um, where it's really hard to, to get road access. Air Med Care Network 
sponsoring the show today. Um, we all want to make sure that your family's protected in a medical emergency. What that, what many of us don't realize is that health insurance doesn't always cover the full amount of an emergency medical flight. Sometimes it doesn't even cover any, cover any of it. Even with comprehensive coverage, you could get hit with high deductibles and copays. So that's why air, an Air Med Care Network membership is so important. As a member, if an emergency does arise, you won't see a bill for air medical transport when flown by an AMCN provider. Now, best of all, a membership covers your entire household, as I said, for as low as $85 a year. AMCN providers are called upon to transport more than 100,000 patients a year. This is coverage that no family should go without. And we have a special deal for anyone watching our podcast who uses the promo code daily, the offer code daily, sign up and you'll receive up to a $50 e-gift card for using our promo code. So the link is in the description on YouTube and our website. I'll post it into DLive. That's Air Medcare Network promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Okay. So we got Joe here. We got Joe finally here. I'll let you, yeah. I'll let you go to it and you can call out the images as you want um, to show them up, but tell everyone what happened to you over the weekend. So obviously I want to, I'll address this really quickly. And that is what happened with Newsmax. So for those of you that don't know, Newsmax came out and said, and, and I, I would read you their deal. Maybe I can read it to you. Uh, I'll get Josh to put it up there in a minute, but uh, they came out and said that they wanted to apologize for, um, for airing things about Eric Coomer and Dominion and had talked to the Trump lawyers um, and others, and that they could find no evidence that Eric Coomer participated in that call, nor could they find any evidence of any wrongdoing that interfered with election fraud. Now, we, we all know what we're dealing with here. Newsmax never made an attempt. I, I verified this before I came on the show. They never made an attempt to reach out to our attorneys, never, or reach out to any of the other attorneys related to getting evidence that there was information related to Mr. Coomer being on that call. So they come out and say that nothing to see here and I get attacked. And one of the attacking uh, posts, do you want to put that up, Max? Uh, which one? The the one that we had to black out his his name, the, the instant message. Oh, no, I, I, had that, I had that on my phone. I had that on my phone. I okay. sent it. Okay, I'll, I'll try and pull it up. All right. So the I got an instant message on Friday. So actually, I got quite a few of nice correspondence, phone calls, people calling me, uh, wanting to have a conversation about... Um, the fact that Dominion, see there's proof. Newsmax came out and said that you lied. Nope, Newsmax did not say that I lied, nor can they ever speak for me. But this is a good one. It's people like you that need their faces bashed in and their families terrorized. That is what happens when you weaponize the media. That is what happens when they get to tell this propagated story. That is what happens when evil gets an opportunity to thrive in our society, as you get things like this. So that's Friday. And, and, we, and we have that ready to go. We can put that up. Good this is, uh, from, we'll just call him Fred. We blocked out his last name, where he lives. Don't want to dox him. You can put up my screen, Mr. Producer. It's people like you that need your faces bashed in, their families terrorized, just my personal opinion. And yes, I serve my country, you self-entitled prick. And you respond, you can come here anytime you want and try me on. Yeah, because I'm not afraid. Matter of fact, I would love an opportunity and, I'm not, and I, I don't ever advocate for violence but I would love an opportunity for Fred or anyone else to come try me on. This is not a joke for me. 
I didn't wake up one day and say, oh, how can I get involved in this election fraud? How can I do that? How can I get involved and do something to, to really screw up my life? Because if you don't think, if you think that, there, that I didn't do the math, first of all, I'm a math guy. I build algorithms. I can tell you what the likelihood of you walking across the street, bumping your, or falling over, bumping your head and dying. I can tell you what that is. My mind does the math. And I did the math when I came forward. I said, one, my life will never be the same. The second thing that I said is nothing that comes out of this will be good. You will not save the country in a minute's notice. They won't just wake up because of this information and everything will be okay. They're not going to reverse the, the, the course of history on the election. The chances of them actually overturning the election, I thought was less than a half of a half of a half of a 1%. Not because they, they, they didn't get to the truth, but because of the weaponization of media on one side and the risk as a nation on the other. The risk as a nation has to do with financial stability. The stock market would have dropped by 50%. No matter what happens, it would have shown instability because one side would have been calling it a coup, which is really, I mean, you could, there are people that would argue that it is a coup. The other side would have been arguing that justice is finally served and we can get back on track to protecting our Republic. So I knew when I came forward that the only thing I would be causing myself is pain. Yet Eric Coomer came out and said somewhere along the line that I was doing it because I wanted clicks, advertising revenue. I don't need advertising this is the, this revenue. Is the, this, this is the first episode that we've had two sponsors ever. Yeah. And frankly, we, Max, we, uh, most, of, most of what we do, have done up until this point has been just getting the voice out there. We have turned down sponsors, even as big as we've gotten, turned down sponsors. Because we're like, we just can't handle it right now. So for, for people to think that somewhere along the line that I did this for notoriety, I'm an introvert. I try not to get on the show some days. I'll call Max up and go, I don't want to be on the show today because I'm not recharged. I can't actually have the conversation. The other side of me, though, is a very unselfish individual. And so most of the times that I get on the show, it's because I want to give you hope. I want you to know that we're actually winning this fight. But I don't particularly like being out there. I don't want notoriety. I built my company on a cocktail napkin, never took a dollar of outside capital. Had I taken outside capital, my company would be worth, what, a couple billion dollars? It's still worth a lot. I'm now lo no longer the CEO. Yeah, I saw that coming too. While the left just hates on me. So for those of you that think that that are watching this, it's somewhere along the line, I did this because I wanted something from it. You've got, to be, you've got to be nuts to think that you would ever subject your family to the type of ridicule that I've subjected my family to. That, that you'd want to have people watch you as if it's, it's some sort of badge of honor to have them have to watch you sleep to make sure some lunatic doesn't come out of nowhere or some terrorist and do what they tried to do on Saturday. No, but, but somewhere along the line, I did this for clicks. See, I never lied. I told the truth 100%. As inconvenient as it might be, Mr. Coomer came out and said, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't say that. And I'm not going to give you all the evidence on Eric Coomer, just like I'm not going to give you all of the evidence on what happened on Saturday. But I am going to tell you this. On Saturday, I went to a nonprofit event. Oh, of course I did. Because I give back. I spend an enormous amount of time and effort giving back. Something these leftist pricks don't know how to do. 
And I get home. And my neighbor brought me this bin of mail because our mailbox is centralized and it got broken into. So the, now the post office says you have to pick up your mail at the post office. So we do it every week, week and a half, and we take care of each other in the neighborhood and people will go and pick up mail for others. Live in a, I have some beautiful neighbors on both sides of the political aisle. They're still beautiful, amazing people. Even through all this, the Democrats have called me and said, hey, look, anything you need, Joe, we're there. We know you. And yeah, I live in a very nice neighborhood. So he brings me my mail. I'm going through the mail. My wife is sitting in front of me. We're having a good conversation. We just had a great evening out supporting the, the, the uh, rodeo in Colorado, one of the rodeos, 4-H deal. And um, I'm going through the mail. I'm taking the stuff out, handing my wife some stuff, putting some stuff next to me. And at the very bottom, there's an envelope. And do you have a picture of the envelope? Let's do, the, let's do one of the pictures of the envelope. You guys aren't going to believe this. I, did, I, I gave everybody a little bit of a teaser. Uh, well, I don't know why you blacked out my address because everyone else has it because Eric Coomer we don't, literally put it inside don't make it of easy. the complaint. Don't make it easy. Don't make <laughs> I'm going to protect you every chance I get. I appreciate so don't that. Don't give me that. Thank you. <laughs> and by the way, you. excellent job redoing the, uh, the, the uh, studio. Excellent job. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Um, so they sent this envelope and you can actually go to the first, you can go to the, the first picture. It should have a longer picture of it, of the, of the envelope. If you haven't done it, the one that's fine. All right. That's fine. So as a result, let's show the spaceman outfit of that envelope being sent to me. Like, like, uh, like ET when, yeah, when the government the agents guys. show up to the home to yeah. get ET. Yeah. ET guys. Uh, two, two guys stand in front of my driveway. Yeah. So there's the ET guys. You can kind of guess what happened next, right? You can kind of guess why those guys are in ET uniforms. Hazmat came to my house. The sheriff's office was there. First responders were there. They said the FBI was there, although they never came and talked to me. My guess is the FBI agent was part of the joint task force that they have where they have intergovernmental agreements between the sheriff's office and the FBI. That's my guess. Nobody has contacted me yet. The FBI hasn't rang my phone. Um, I haven't had any conversation with them. But the envelope came to my house, opened up the envelope, and there's two post-its that are pushed together. And those post-its are actually taped all the way around the outside. And inside of the post-it was powder. I guessed. So let me tell you what I did. Opened it up, had it up to the light, started moving around a little yeah, bit. Le LeBron James? <sighs> no, I didn't do any of that. I didn't open it. And thank God I was the one doing the mail and my wife didn't open it. Yeah. And then the first thing in my mind is, as I put the, the stick, sticky post-it thing, whatever, back in the envelope, the first thing I did is I went and washed my hands. And the, and the reason why I washed my hands is because all I kept thinking was fentanyl. I mean, I, that's what I kept thinking, fentanyl. Oh my gosh, it's fentanyl. My yeah. wife washed her hands, I washed my hands. And so I put it back in the envelope and I sat there for a minute and my daughter's sitting over there and now I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out because the outside of the envelope says Oatman residence. I spelled my last name wrong. So I sat there and I was like, I have to call. I have no idea what's in this envelope. I have no idea what I touched. Now I start setting in that I'm, I've exposed my family, my wife, my daughter. So I call the sheriff's office. I called the non-emergency number because I didn't exactly want to call 911. Sheriff, uh, one of the deputies came out to my house. Is a woman. She was awesome. 
And I said, and by the way, I took the envelope, I put it into a Ziploc, I sealed up the Ziploc, and I waited for the deputy. Deputy shows up and says, um, hey, listen, we, we, uh, we, we can take it in as evidence, but there's no guarantee they'll test it. And I looked at her and I was like, you know, I was exposed to this. I don't actually know what it is. Can you test it for us? Can you, well, do you, do you have any symptoms? I said, no, but your mind starts to race at that moment. Yeah. It's racing. Your daughter, I mean, look, ah, do what you want to me. But when you touch my family, the wrath of God, I'll unleash it. But at that moment, she called into her supervisor. She goes, yeah, let me, let me check on this. Supervisor called the commander, commander. And I don't know if that's what they call these people in the sheriff's office, call the commander. I called back and said, we're sending out hazmat. We're going to send a team out. Just talking about this is kind of making me sweat. So I, uh, other sheriffs show up, very nice, take all my information, take my wife's information, take my daughter's information. We uh, were told we had to exit the scene, we had to leave. So we walked up the driveway, the driveway's about a quarter mile long. That way, just so you know, if anybody wants to come to my house and act like an idiot, you got a quarter mile to figure out what you plan on doing to make peace with God before you get down my driveway if you're coming to do harm to my family. But we go up to the top of the deal, we'll start talking to the guys, um, the sheriff's people, all of a sudden trucks start coming out of nowhere. You have first responders up there. You have uh, the hazmat truck that shows up. Um, they uh, lay out this plastic. You can probably put up the deal where they laid out the plastic at my house. You can kind of see all the things that are up there. Got now, the what, what was the plastic for? That was the hazmat. So there's another one where you can probably take little parts of it where they put pools there so they could walk over it. So as they got in their ET uh, okay. uniforms, they could spray them off. And so they uh, made us come up to the end of the driveway and they, uh, we sat there for four and a half hours. Now, four and a half hours of not knowing what was in that envelope. And by in the, the way, middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Yeah. So they were there till 2.30 in the morning because some sicko leftist terrorist, radical terrorist decided to what? At a minimum, try and scare, intimidate, terrorize my family at a maximum do harm. I still don't know what's in the envelope. They tested it for anthrax. And the only reason I know that they tested it for anthrax and uh, um, what's the other one, Max? Ricin. Ricin. Yeah, ricin is because they left me a little kit, like a to-go bag, just in case I go through this again, I can just test it myself. Left me a whole little kit. And uh, so I know that they tested it for those things, but still don't know what it is. Now, in the middle of the night, I actually have a really good relationship with the Douglas County Sheriff. He's a very good man. He's been there for a long time, been in law enforcement for a long time. He is retiring this, this time though. And, and I know people in Douglas County, if you're listening, you'll say, ah, oh, you know, he, he supported the red flag law. You know, I, I'm not gonna get into the politics of that. I don't support the red flag law. But then again, uh, I can tell you that he's done an amazing job of keeping Douglas County safe and having mutual respect between the people in the community and him. But um, so I texted him that night and he didn't see it till the morning. He says, oh my gosh, I'm gonna take care of it. I'll make sure we swab it for DNA. I'll make sure, and he started going through the things that he would do. And I said, I appreciate it. It's the only thing you can say. And you wake up in the morning and I'm gonna tell you something that happens. Your wife looks at you, my daughter looked at me and they both, and I just said, hey, look, I'm really sorry I put you in this situation. See, I forgot to do the math on the effect on my family. I forgot to do that math. I did the math on me, said, oh yeah, it's gonna affect me. I know it's gonna be a negative effect. It's gonna have a negative effect on us at, on, at every angle, but I thought it was the path that God put me on, so I gotta stay on this path. So 
here I am Sunday morning, just trying to decompress. Get in, and by the way, I just moved back into my home. So stressful moving back in 14 months of construction, all the things we had to deal with. And in the middle of all of this, I got to deal with some wacko that sends an envelope with powder in it. So that is my Saturday, Max. That is what I had to go and through. Sunday. And Sunday. And Sunday. And part of Monday. You wake up yeah. in the morning and frankly, it, I, I'm, I'm just pissed. But I got to make sure my wife's okay. I got to wait for make sure my daughter's okay. My son finds out about it. He's freaked out. People in my family are freaked out. I have brothers and sisters that are freaked out saying to themselves, what the heck happened? Now, let me back up a little bit. So that post that you just put up about uh, Fred, I posted on Facebook. This guy threatened me, threatened my family, said that justified they should come out and terrorize your family. Not me. They should terrorize your family. And so Facebook, because I called him trash, suspended me for 30 days. But did nothing to this trash. Because I called him trash? Because I, call, because I called him trash. You only called him trash. I only called him trash. I had to take a picture well, of Joe, it. Joe, you should, you should have used one of our synapses. I should have. I should have. 100% I should have. But this is what I dealt with. This is what I deal with. Those out there that think, oh, yeah, this guy's a right-wing conspiracy theorist, because that's what all the, the stations are coming out and saying. Right-wing conspiracy theorist. I've lived my entire yeah. life helping other people. My entire life. Not serving myself. Not a drug addict. I have, I have no... Nothing you could pull out of the closet that I haven't shared with all of you. Nothing. Now, all of a sudden, now I'm a right-wing conspiracy theorist that now is lying to you. I'm lying to you about all this because I must be a masochist. I must love just torturing my family. That, that must be what my motive is. I'm getting attacked. This is fun for me. I mean, who wouldn't think this is fun? Max, don't you think it would be fun? I think it would be fun. Josh, I think it would be fun, don't you? If you think that any part of this has been fun, it's not, not been fun. And then, and then to have them send you powder as, as a way to disrupt your family. What do you think went through my kid and my, my wife's mind? What do you think went through their mind? Yeah. Terrifying. Well, it's not just, I mean, obviously it, it's, it's against you, but also realize, think about how many people also handled that package to get it to you. Yeah. Right? Multiple federal employees handled that package. You said your neighbor had it. Um, your neighbor, your neighbor touches your mail sometimes. Um, this is, it's not just an attack on you. You, you start doing this as attack on everyone in the entire chain. Um, no, it's, I, I I wouldn't want any of this. My wife hadn't gotten our mail for a week and I I just like went and like, I peeked in the mailbox, like all scared, but, uh, no, it's, it's a terrifying feeling. Yeah, it really is. Keep keep in mind. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Keep in mind, keep in mind that this guy sends me something saying that he wants to terrorize my family. Yeah. He gets on my Facebook page and said, I wish this guy would die about me. You can go look at it. It's on my Facebook page saying that he wishes I would die. Nope. We're going to let him keep everything. No problem. He's okay. But call the guy trash. trash. Call the guy trash and we're going to suspend you. This is what Facebook is. Screw Facebook. And Facebook yeah. should be ashamed, well, but they're doing the same thing that the left-wing radical terrorist media is doing. They're justifying the fact that they can bully and intimidate anyone that they want. Yeah, and throttle us. 
and throttle did it, us. Did it have postage? Yeah, it had postage. Did it have postage? Yeah. So it was mailed. So, so I, they can tell where it was mailed from. So, so the post office is going to do an investigation, I think. I had to reach out to the sheriff this morning and said, what's going on? No pick up the phone, no FBI calling me, none yeah. of that stuff. You want to know why? Because they're compromised. And I hope that someone in there is not. But you have Newsmax and Frank's speech, by the way, which we will be going live on Frank's speech. We'll be moving things over to Lindell's platform. Why? We'll go live on our show. We're going to find a way to get away from Facebook completely. Get away from Twitter. You saw their stock drop by 30%. You want to know why? Because they're trash. And we want to give them the ability to do the things that they're doing. We're winning, everyone. We're winning. And they know we're winning. Or they wouldn't be sending me envelopes with powder inside, either to terrorize my family or to do harm to my family. They wouldn't be doing that. And they didn't address it to me. They addressed it to the Altman residents. That's what they yeah. addressed it to. So they tried to do harm. They wanted to do harm. These are the people that we're supposed yeah. to keep out of jail? Are you serious? We have a massive problem in our country, and that is accountability. Our government has gotten so bloated, there is no accountability. Our judicial system is compromised. And the only thing that I trust is my local sheriff's office. I at least know they'll stand for the right thing. But you know what was amazing, Max? Here's something you guys should know what? is amazing. At the end of the night, a group of those people that were there walked up and shook my hand and said, thank you for what you're doing. Because I had to tell them, they're like, why would anybody send you this? And I was like, well, how much time do you got? <laughs> <laughs> And so I told him, subscribe, subscribe to the audio version of the podcast to yeah. catch up. <laughs> oh, it, but I told him and they walked up and they shook my hand and they said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I said, no, thank you. And actually I put a post on parlor and I forgot that punctuation actually means something. No, thank you. I meant to say, no, thank you. Because yeah. I thanked every one of them for the work that they do. And they said, yeah, you know, the, the, the EMTs, they always get the, the firefighters. They always get all the, yeah, everybody loves you. <laughs> yeah. But I got, so you did meet... say, you did say yeah. the word trash and I let you say it a couple times, yeah. but it's an excellent segue. Maybe you wouldn't have been suspended if you used some of these synonyms. Today's synonym of the day, put up my screen, jettisoned, jettisoned as in discarded or junked hashtag. The left you're, should you're be getting jettisoned. a little bit further away from the. From well, I have the to. We, we, we say it a lot. Junked, junked, junked is absolutely. Look at the synonyms here. Junked, refused, waste. No, it works. Okay, it works. All right, it works. It works. Everybody, it works. It works. Just max it works. Yeah, if you would have called that guy threatening your life detritus, I think that Facebook still would have let you have your account. Just saying. I pro you're probably right. Effluvium <laughs> is still my favorite. Effluvium <laughs> yeah, is still my favorite. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that happened is, to you. You sent me yeah. that that I didn't know what I was looking at, and then I know I saw the ET people. That's what I call them from the movie ET when they show up to get ET. Um, I saw that and I was like, "Oh, wow!" It's uh, I guess that's one way to spend a weekend. Yeah, but the really I sad thing it, is, I think I sent it to you at night. I think I sent it to you as soon as I got home yeah. or an hour into it. The yeah. sad thing is that that this sort of terrorism, which that is what it is, it's terrorism. It's it's meant to terrorize. You terrorize your family yeah. and no matter how, no matter how strong you are, no matter how brave you are, anytime that they're sending potentially dangerous things into your house with your family around, that kind of terrorism works. Now, it's not going to get you to stop, 
right? You're not going to stop what you're doing and, and give in to these threats. But in terms of just terrorizing and, and, and making people afraid to even open the mail, that's why it's terrorism because it, it's a, it's effective and it, it's it's disgusting. And I hope that they find out who mailed it. I hope they find out where they mailed it. And uh, I hope that they are prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, not just at the federal level because the feds won't do anything. Hopefully the uh, the county sheriff gets but this, on But this is a federal crime. This is a federal crime. They used the post office. They sent it out. They did it in a way to terrorize me. They should go to prison for a long time. Imagine having to talk to your daughter and your wife. And that you know they walked up and said, hey, listen, the anxiety is going to set in. You're going to feel like you're having symptoms. I was like, no, I don't feel like I have symptoms. I don't have any fear. Now, my wife did. She had fear. I don't have fear. I fear God. I'm not going to be here forever. We all were born in this world. We're going to leave this world. You're not going to escape death. But, but the thing that does is disturbing about all of this is that somewhere along the line, they think terrorism is acceptable. That's why I say that I've seen this before. I've seen it in the Middle East and Africa. I've seen it. They brought it over here. They brought it over here. Yeah. And, and, and to do this, and ugh. It's not a crime to punch a Nazi. It, it descends exactly from that. They think it's okay. But it, they're it's the not Nazis. A crime they're the Nazis. To punch a Nazi. They're it's the not Nazis. a crime to terrorize a Nazi, that's how they that's how they sleep at night. Apparently, yeah. they think it's okay. Yeah, well, they let's, think it's okay. Let's gravitate over to the Coomer deal. So I want. So I want we to will. So we're we're right at the end of the hour. So yeah, I just apologize to tease for it. being late. I was on fifty six okay. uh, Christian radio stations. We were talking to uh, Brandon House um, about you know what happened this weekend. So it was it was interesting to be able to to talk a little bit about what my family is actually facing. And, and, and it actually is manifesting. It's, it's, it's escalating. These people are escalating what they do. So we're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, we're going to do the whole deep dive Eric Coomer into Eric Coomer. But before we go to this break, make sure you hit that thumbs up on Facebook. I, we have a lot of people watching. And I know you haven't all hit a thumbs up. We have 55 thumbs up and 202 people watching. So we need more thumbs up so more people can see it. Comment, hit that share button on DLive. Keep commenting, follow if you haven't, and if you can, subscribe. We'll be right back on the other side of this break. Full deep dive into Eric Coomer. Don't go anywhere. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. 